what is creativity? Where does it come from? And how does one harness it? Hey, what's going on? It's Friday. My name is Fletch and welcome to Friday with Fletch. I started this podcast because of my obsession with the word creativity. I was having conversations with people, asking them questions, and I thought I'd record it. My intention is to have conversations with people from all walks of life and hearing about their creative process and different experiences that have helped to shape it. My hope is to inject some creative juice into your soul and that you leave this podcast with some nuggets of knowledge. The first guest on the cast is a dear friend and a dear brother. He's a filmmaker, a yoga teacher, and business developer. I've made a movie with him and traveled all over the globe with him. His perspective on creativity is quite unique, and I'm pumped to be kicking this thing off with him. Like I always talk about it is I believe everyone is creative, and it's just the way you express it makes you different from the person next to you. That's a pretty cool feeling when you, when you hit that play button. You know, you know something's happening. So with you sitting right here, I'm just so curious right now what your relationship is to the word creativity. So I, I, I thought what you said is really interesting, this idea of injecting creativity. As to me, it seems in my life, my journey, the injection of creativity has come through me actually coming into the revelation that I am creative, believing that I am creative. And by that, I mean that when, when I zoom out and really think about it, it's impossible for me not to be, right? That I am a work simultaneously a work of art and an artist at work, right? That in my pursuit of this journey of life, whatever I'm pursuing, joy, love, hope, peace, the pursuit of that is by nature creative. It's by nature expressive and artful. And I think for me, creativity is that inexplicable force um, that exists within us, that flows within us, that we flow within um, in order to put things out into the world to, you know, we all have an imagination. We all have the ability to imagine something. And I think creativity is our human ability to take an imaginative, imaginative thought or idea and create the reality of that in the world of like yeah, pushing it into reality. Happen. Yeah. And I hear you talking about this it's almost like looking at your life as a creative act is what I'm hearing and having that maybe that vantage point of their perspective that each thing you do um, can be looked at as uh, sprinkled with creativity. Mm-hmm. And something that I, I feel like I have to ask you is when, like what's one of the earliest memories you have when you realize, holy shit, I'm creative. Like, was it something you can draw back on now, um, looking back at your childhood? There is a, there's a video that comes to mind that I made. I think my looking back with hindsight and with this understanding that I have now um, of the creative force of the universe, of, of me being a creative being at heart, I can look back and say, 
wow, okay, I was such a creative kid. Um, and I do remember there being one one video I created in which I remember watching it being like, this is cool. Like, I made this. And it was actually a music video. We fly high. No, no. <laughs> you know we're bowling. Um, man, it was, it was amazing. I mean, we brought in the full production team. Was that 2005? 2005? When was that? That sounds about right. Maybe 2007 or something. That was probably about 12. 12, maybe. You were 12? Yeah, 11 or 12. Hmm. And maybe a little older, but I, I remember uh, we brought in, I made it with my, my buddy Will, and we brought in his sister uh, to put on the bikini, and we did like this drug deal scene <laughs> with, uh, with sugar, um, which was beautiful and i brought in my little brothers uh to play the, the police the cops and they chased us through the yard and this is right as like iMovies kind of becoming something that people can use and we just threw in all these effects like the rain was coming the lightning was coming and we just created a video that that was really i mean really funny and also i thought really cool um and it was it was for me one of those those moments in which I began to fall in love with that process of, oh, okay, I have this idea and now I see this product and, and realizing that I am capable of creating something from an idea. I mean, that is what makes us human. That's crazy that I can have an imagination that goes wherever it goes. Like, I don't know where it's, it's going to go. I don't really control that. And I have some ability within me and we all do to actually create that in reality. It's like if my imaginations, my imagination wasn't, wasn't real and it wouldn't be there. Like if I didn't have the ability to create it, you know, so it's, it's a pretty incredible thing. And I hear you talking about like the process and I just hear someone who's listening to this right now asking, Henry, what's your creative process when you're creating a video or when you are shoot having a photo shoot or something like how do you go about it i think it's much much less a process of of striving of speaking and it's much more a process of listening and um what i'm learning is really just how integral listening is in that process how in order for me to really um create this take that idea from my imagination into reality whatever that idea is it it wants if it wants and it needs to come out it is more intuitive than i believe and i I know that can sound a little bit meta but what i mean by that is there's no one algorithm there's no like especially with a video of like oh i have this idea then i do this shot and it's not it's not math mathematic at least for me it's not Um, And sometimes it does happen in a more traditional sense. And other times you got to be willing to let go of the idea of what I think it's going to look like in order for it to become what it needs to become. Mm. And what do you mean by that? I mean that I have this tendency and I believe other people may relate to it that I create expectations for almost everything and people, I, I, I expect people to act the way that I would act or I expect um, my dream or 
my destination to look a certain way. And then when it doesn't, I'm disappointed or I expect my home, my, my space and my home to be quiet. And then when it's not, I get pissed off. You know, it's like this disappointment, this anger, this, this, these negative emotions I feel are so often a result of me setting an expectation and the reality, not measuring up to that expectation. Mm. So when it comes to creativity and when it comes to creative projects, I have to keep reminding myself that one, I don't know what it's going to end up looking like. I don't need to control that. And two, it's not my job to judge it. It's not my job to decide whether it's good or not. And I think that's so important. And my responsibility as a creative being is to simply keep the channel open, to be a vessel for that creativity, that mysterious force to flow through me in order for it to be expressed into the world so people can experience it in whatever way it needs to be experienced. Because if I don't, then the world will never have it. Mm. It will never be out there. It's like holding it in is so detrimental to what it can be. So a lot of times we, I think we spend so much time judging that video or judging something that you created that it never sees the light of day. And I I guess I'm so curious because you want to have this balance, right, of wanting to put out and wanting people to see your best work. And then also, it's like, wait a second, I can't hold all of this in because then I'm suppressing all these different creative uh, acts and all these different creative pieces that I'm uh, I'm working on, I'm creating. So where is that balance of, okay, I'm trying to, like, think about if, I'm a songwriter and I'm, I'm a singer and think about if I put out every piece of song or every, every song that I've ever written. Um, and I, you know, I, I didn't take time to go back in and revise these songs and make them the best they possibly can. So are you catching my drift here? Like what that balance, yeah. like how you find that balance between putting out your gold and like trashing some stuff. Yeah, there is. Cause there is a reality, which you sometimes create something and I've created many things in which I look at it and I just say, eh, maybe this doesn't need to go out into the world. And I think that's when it's helpful to have other people too. And I think a lot of what I'm talking about is a, a very, uh, uni approach, like to, to my creative process, if that doesn't include other people. Um, and I think that what an amazing gift and what an amazing, um, experience in life to create with others and to share that expression with others and to, um, to get feedback from people, not to be married to that feedback. Um, and I I feel very blessed in, in that regard because most of the stuff that I'm creating right now, I'm getting to work with you. I'm getting to work with McKinsey and we're able to kind of create a, a, a dynamic in which, Ideally, we're supporting and empowering each other's creative gifts and creativity to to come to the surface. And then um, that collaboration really becomes an integral part of the process. And that allows me to, I feel like, have a little bit more ability to judge it Mm. to some degree. (laughs) But still, I was talking to someone yesterday about how how usually the the time I I hate a video the most is like right when I release it. And then it's maybe a year later that I can watch it and actually be like, ah, I like this. It's mm-hmm. cool. So I, I do recognize it's it's a difficult thing for me to judge. Yeah. And I think as someone who is putting time and effort 
into uh, creating elements of art and creating different uh, pieces, it's it's really tough to get past that stage and you will always be your harshest critic. And I mean, I think about so many different times I'm like not putting something out there because there's that little voice in my head saying, ah, this sucks. Don't release it, Fletch. And like some someone or something will come up in my head and it will, the voice will get louder and then it will eventually have ruled out um, the feeling of, Hey, this needs to get out there. And I guess I'm, I'm very curious as to what you do when that voice comes up and like, I guess talking about all the different ways, um, creativity can be, uh, hindered. Like what really hinders your creativity? And I think you're talking about resistance really, mm-hmm. right? And if that's the force that blocks creativity, um, which is real and I think is working. Resistance is real. Yeah, it is. And sometimes I, what I do is I, you know, wave the white flag and like allow resistance to beat me. Just curl up in a caterpillar. (laughs) And I hope that I'm getting better and learning to, to see it and to recognize it for what it is, which is something that is working in opposition to me. And I, I don't have to fight it. I need to become aware of it and, and actually just, tell it to go away. I remember Margaret said something to me one time and she said, fear is going to come up in your life and you got to look it in the eyes and don't try to go through it or go around it. You look at fear and you step over the fear. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, what a cool little idea. So it's oh, like, cool. it's like inside out or something. You're like giving these different uh, opposing forces like characters, like animated characters, so like mm. here comes fear, and then you see fear and like hop over fear. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of, of like I think a good like story of that is is when when Jesus goes into the wilderness and he's like being tempted by the devil, and he he starts to speak, and I think this is really powerful too. Like he starts to speak like life over it. It's like the temptation comes. He's like, oh, I see that, and this is what God says or, and so I think it, with resistance, my creative process, I've, I've tried to take that same mold of, Oh, I see what this is. And I know that I'm creative and I know this isn't my job to judge it. So it's like speaking the affirmation over myself too. When, when that resistance does show up of, Oh, I know who you are and I'm going to choose not to listen to you. You know, whatever that, however that shows up, I think is a, is a cool way to approach it. What do you feel like, is are like different ways right now that you are elevating your creativity because I feel like there are people who like yeah I'm a little creative or I'm creative in this way because I can play the guitar I like to paint occasionally and like I think sometimes we need to be shaken up in a little way and I'm just curious like what is it that you're doing right now to elevate your creative juices or elevate your your overall storytelling to yourself about that you are creative. Mm. I think the word that shows up for me there is unlearning, Mm. unlearning these, these ideas or these, these lies that have told me that I'm not creative or that I, that maturity means that I'm this boring old man rocking in his rocking chair, you know, when actually maturity means I'm being moved by the impulses. I'm, I'm as it's, it's, 
it's often, I feel like we, we look at creative people and we're like, oh my gosh, you're a creative genius. And it's like more and more, I just look at him. I say, whoa, you refuse to grow up. Mm. And I feel that I'm like, I, oh, that's so good. I, I want to refuse to grow up. And I think there's a huge part of me that, that is naturally maybe a, like falls into that earthly maturity. And so I, sometimes I battle that. And I think that's what I'm, what I'm unlearning is that. And, and what is possible when I do unlearn that is that reconnection to the, the true essence of my soul that I, I remember feeling when I made that Jim Jones video you mm. know, that is begging to come out and is begging to be expressed into the world with no, no expectations or no judgments around what that's going to look like. And sometimes that's scary because I'm weird. And I think if anyone that's listening, if you allow your true essence to come out, you may find that you're weird too. And that's amazing because it means that we're all unique and we're all different. I get scared of those people who are normal. Honestly, like if I see a normal person, I'm like, oh no, they're having like some serious, serious thoughts in their head. Like, dude, like you look at the dude in the show you. You know the show You on Netflix? So. No. He's like a serial killer and he's so normal. Mm. Like he's so normal looking. He wears like the flannels, button downs. He works at a bookstore and he's a freaking serial killer. Mm. And like we only hear his inner monologue. So the weird ones, it's like what Steve was saying the other night when we were getting the haircut. The weird ones, they're, they're showing everything. They're expressing everything outward. And those other people who are, who are being really reserved they're keeping all their weirdness in and then their weirdness is like just festering up and creating more weirdness in their own head. And there's so much power in that expression. Mm. Yeah. And it's what a man, it's so cool to, to feel like we, I mean, we've been on this journey together for a while and I feel like the more that we've come into this recognition of like, Whoa, what if I just stopped constraining myself to like be this idea that people have created of what I'm supposed to be? And then learning and meeting other people in that way. You know, I, you just mentioned Steve. I think about Scott, who's helping us build the bus. I think about how it's not, creativity is so expansive beyond what I, I once thought. And the most powerful thing is when we take it out of the hands of the extraordinary and into the hands of the ordinary. Mm. And we actually start. Wait a second. Wait a second. Run that back. <laughs> Run that back. Say that again, please. We need to take creativity out of the hands of the extraordinary and pass it back into the hands of the ordinary. And when we do that, I think we'll realize that that we're all artists. And if that art is, is true to us, then it's going to create something really beautiful and really important in the world. Like I always talk about it is I believe everyone is creative. And it's just the way you express it, it may, makes you different from the person next to you. And that is deciding, once you decide really to go on a journey to figure out how you are creative or how you like to express your creativity, um, then that, that journey becomes this beautiful ride, really, this roller coaster ride or this, this surfing ride where you get to really figure out, um, like, what makes you scream? Like really what makes you yell and have that, this pure adrenaline rush, right? Cause like when you are releasing a video or you see someone watch something that you've created, it, it's like touching 
at least for me, it's like when someone shows um, care towards something that you've created because you've put time in and then it becomes like this exchange almost of like this person is giving me five minutes of their time and they are at least acting like they care, Mm -hmm. you know? And they're getting uh, a look at my, my soul. Like it's true. And that, that's what our creative, it's like, it's more than just the time exchange, right? It's, it's an energetic exchange. Um, that is, is really amazing. And because I am the, um, the person getting interviewed, I feel like this is my opportunity to share a little bit about my journey to creativity, because one of these other pivotal moments that I remember is when I met Fletch the first day of college, my friends in high school were, I would say fairly suppressed, wonderful people, very suppressed in their expression thus I was very suppressed in my expression. It wasn't cool to be expressive or creative. And that, that was for the artsy folks who were kind of weird, you know? And I remember the first day of college, we went out to the boot, shout out Nola. And Fletch literally goes, yo, put on Wiz Khalifa instrumental. (laughs) And I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking about? And you just started freestyle rapping. I never in my entire life heard anyone do that around me. Like feel like that was something that was okay or cool to do. And I mean, since that's probably happened a thousand <laughs> times. Uh, but I also remember too, walking in the, in the bar with you that night. And once again, in high school, we didn't dance. We sat around and talked and played beer pong. And Fletch just started shaking his hips <laughs> And maybe your uh, your heart wasn't in the most most wonderful place at the time, but your expression was there. And that's what I remember being so shocked by in meeting you. And then it became, then I had to battle this, well, well that's just Fletch. Like, that's just, that's, that's not me. Like, I'm, I'll never be able to freestyle or I'll never be able to like dance like that. And I feel like what's been really cool as we've been on a journey in which at times it's synced up more than others and still we've just like continued to stand by each other as brothers is you've really helped me come into that belief system of like, wait a second, this isn't something that's reserved for Fletch and the Fletches of the world. This is something that I actually can, can discover my own expression to like, I actually am creative. I am an artist. And to me, when I reflect on like why I'm sitting here and why I, you know, feel like full at this where I'm at in my life. Not that that's always how I feel, but right now um, is in a large part because I'm able to, to see myself that way. And so that's a huge gift, man. And I, I just really, really honor and appreciate that. Mm. And yeah, I don't know if you're always consciously doing it, but I think that's what you, you give people, man. So it's, it's really cool. Well, just to let you guys know, the boot was never the same after HD learned how to dance because now there wasn't just one person who knew how to tango. There were two people. Yeah, it was dangerous. And when two people start hitting the dance floor, then other people are like, what the heck? I need to go dance. And then that dancing is such a contagious mechanism. Mm. And that's what I think about life is life is a dance. And if you're going to dance... Freaking dance, man. Dance to the music you want to dance to. Dance like no one's watching. And that is something that I'm pretty sure that I was born with. I'm pretty sure 
I was just a wild Tasmanian devil as a little kid. And my grandmother, mom, and dad and brothers just influenced me and and um, allowed me to be that. Mm, that's big. Gave you permission. Yeah. Giving someone the permission to be creative. Whoa. Whoa. That's ginormous, man. It's like for parents, like give your kid the permission to be mm. a, a creative little monster. Like give them just a room of white walls and markers and be like, yeah, you go. <laughs> Can we... I don't know if uh, we have the authority to do this, but I just want to give anyone that's listening to this right now permission. Wow. Like right now that you have permission to be the creative being that you already are. Capital P on the permission too. Yes, big time. (laughs) Like you can use the wings that you have. Yeah. You can fly. You really can. And I think about my childhood so much and like, how that really did matter in, in terms of like my creative development. Like my dad is one of the most creative dudes I know, even though he's under the umbrella of a lawyer. Like he's like so freaking creative. And he gave me and continues to give me permission to be that. Like stop trying to control. Like there's no control element when you're giving someone permission. It's like let them express who they are. Let them express um whatever they need to express. Mm. Yeah. The second we try to control creativity is as a, uh, a failing mission. We just strangle it. And that's, what's so beautiful about the lodge. So right now, if you don't know this, Henry and I are actually doing this podcast at the hodgepodge lodge, which is, um, Henry's dad's house. And it's, it's really a blessing to be able to be here in this environment because something that is so prevalent here is the freedom to express who you are and feeling comfortable in an environment like that. And that's what we were talking about, kind of rifting off what is a safe space the other day um, on Dudes With Feelings. And, and really what that means is like a space where you feel like you can express who you are. And it, and it is such a gift. It's such a gift to like give um, it's such a gift to give and it's such a blessing to receive. And I just had these like funny flashes to like Mackenzie dancing on the table <laughs> or like Maddie's freestyling in the, in the, on the back porch. Like there's just something magical that extends beyond what words can really do justice when, when people are given that permission and they actually say yes I'm going to allow my expression to come out and I'm not going to stop it. It's, it's beautiful. Like it is beautiful. And I I think there's a lot of examples that come to mind of when that happens. And sometimes, and one of the hardest things for me is sometimes that expression is imperfect. Sometimes it looks funky. Sometimes it, it's a little messy and still it needs to come out. Mm something that I really would like to leave everyone with right now is just what permission really looks like. And really when you give yourself permission or someone else gives you permission, um, what is possible? And what I feel like the, the people who I try to surround myself with are, are people who influence me and inspire me in a way to be my best self. And I think about it as like a creative web. 
And those relationships are people who want to see the best version of Fletch come out at all times. And so thinking about your relationships and thinking about the people who are in your life, it's like, are they wanting the most, like, are they accepting of your creativity? Do they like judge you for your, your creativity? And if they are, maybe just say like, Hey, like, have you ever looked at creativity like this? Have you ever thought about yourself as creative, creative? Maybe you send them this podcast. Mm, Yes. Maybe you send them this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it's, it's even simpler than that for you, that it just is your decision that I'm going to do it regardless. And maybe I do. You said dance like no one's watching. Maybe you sing like no one's listening. Maybe Mm. you write like no one's reading. You know, what is it? It doesn't matter what the expression is or the, the means in which you're doing it. If it wants to come out, it needs to come out. So let it out. You're not doing yourself a service at all to hold it in or the world that desperately does need us living out our true expression and austin i think his name austin cleon who writes steal like an artist um something that he writes in his book is that he goes in his garage and will just jam out uh from time to time with a group of guys he doesn't he's not in a band he doesn't play for anyone record albums or produce songs it is purely an expression where he can just go and create and let it out and that's how it is for like dancing for me is just going and dancing my rocks off. It's cathartic. <laughs> and I, I mean, I allowed myself uh, some, some space to do that this summer and I, I'd like to keep doing it is just going into a room and just screaming my ass off because I want to scream. And because afterwards I feel good. I feel good. I feel right. I feel right. Scream, dance, shake, whatever. Yeah doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be some visual masterpiece or a michelangelo sculpture you are creative and the second you stop you start actually believing that is when just crazy possibilities are going to fling open in your life we are created by a divine creator so in essence we are creative simple math magic does simple equations all right, H, I really do appreciate this this conversation. My hope is you were plucked and poked in some sort of way in thinking about how you view creativity. Um, HD, where can people kind of find you and, and your creative works right now? I'm primarily creating uh, with you. Radical. <laughs> at, at Blue Marble. Um, so that's Blue Marble Day on Instagram, Blue Marble on YouTube. And then you can find me on Instagram at Henry Dalman, like Beautiful. a salmon with a D. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to to leave the audience, whoever's listening, with a couple books that I feel like I um, referenced some that have made an impact on me. It's tough to know how to whether it's I'm paraphrasing or what I'm, you know, steal like an artist, right? Um, some books that have had a huge impact on me when it comes to creativity. Um, steal like an artist is a great one uh, by Austin Kleon. Think about a war of art by Stephen Pressfield, which really talks about resistance. Uh, the artist and soul by Erwin McManus. Ah. And um, I believe I referenced the Bible in there, which is another one that has, has touched <laughs> me in my creativity. So uh, those are all some, some good places to start if, uh, if you want to kind of keep going down the rabbit hole that this conversation sparked. 
And thank you, Fletch, for being a such a gracious host and more importantly, just such a uh, important brother to me in my life and for starting this conversation because it's an important one. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. P-E-A-U-T-I. F-U-L. <laughs> <laughs> full. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. I full.